podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's your late tackle with me, Mark, and Mr. Andy North. Good evening, Andy. How are you doing? Not too bad, thank you very much. Yeah, no, it's been all right. It's um, I think I say this every week, but I think because it's Friday to Friday, it feels like a long time since we've done it again. But it's always good to get us back on. Yes, yes, I feel myself um, uh, uh, getting excited about FBL. You thought I wonder what I was going to say then, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't yes. know what you're talking about. Don't I feel myself about. getting getting excited about FBL again. Um, we are on the <laughs> eve of an FBL deadline, of course, game week 14. Um, I'm still feeling like hungover from the international break, so I'm looking forward to this. And we're going to have a midweek game week as well. It's going to come thick and fast, Andy. Oh, it is big time. And obviously, we're both on red arrows, which doesn't look very nice. I mean, my moves last week could not oh, have gone any worse. Apparently, we've got an echo. Look at that. I've crazy. never <laughs> seen so many people put no echo in a chat. There we go. It's all good. Just one or two users. Um, right, Andy. Yeah, we've, we've got so many game weeks to come, haven't we, over the next month. It's um, it's from feast to famine, basically. Famine it, to feast. It literally is. And, and it's there's so little time in between them as well. So I, I think I posted tonight saying, I think I posted, I did post tonight saying we're five days away from the game week 15 deadline. Like it, it's so quick how quickly it's going to go. And obviously there's gains to be made because of that. But also you've got to be so on it with with injuries and opinions and how form is going to change. It's, it's a good time. Oh, it really is. And um, we're going to have dilemmas with um, rotation. We're going to have dilemmas with suspensions and injuries. And um, it's happening already, isn't it? Because tonight we've got to talk about a few issues, uh, a few players that I want to discuss and run by you. And I'm sure the chat are wanting to pick up on some of these um, some of these players in particular. I guess the big topic will be Watkins. And Darwin is our poster boy. And I am probably very likely to swap Watkins for Darwin this week. Um, so hands up, it is a free transfer. So I'm maybe a little bit biased. So this is why I'm going to ask you about that. Uh, Bowen, we've got to talk about him. Cash, let's talk about Cash. Um, do you do Diaby to Mbumo now that Watkins is a doubt maybe? As message me and goes, oh, I think our move Diaby out could be, we might regret that now if, if Watkins doesn't play. But I don't think that's the case. I think Watkins is pretty mm. crucial Diaby's return. So, a lot of um, a lot of things to go through tonight. Um, let's talk about the um, the Watkins situation, shall we? Because I've got um, team news here from Fancy Football Scout, who, of course, support FBL Black Bucks. All the data that we're going to show tonight, if we do show any data, will be from Fancy Football Scout. Um, this is um, Neil's fantastic team news article. He does a team news video, of course, every week too. Yeah. Um, and Watkins are out. Let's get down to the quote from Unai Emery on that. Um, he is going to be a doubt for Sunday. He's not completely unavailable for Sunday. <laughs> we are going to wait for tomorrow and see if he, we can take a risk of him or not. We will see how he feels about facing the demands in 90 minutes we are going to face on Sunday. Did he write that? Did he say that? It's a bit lost in translation, I think. What do you read into that? I mean, I've, I've watched the actual press conference and he did say pretty much all of the... I, I've watched the beginning bit and he said right. all of that first, those first two sentences. Uh he does sound like he's going to be a doubt, but I think he sounded quite positive when he was saying it. But I said this about Bowen last week, and obviously that didn't happen either. 
I I think a lot of people are thinking about moving Watkins out anyway. And it's, is this the opportunity to move off of him that people have been looking for, if that makes sense? Because the two fixtures after this week aren't as good. You know, he's got, I can't remember who it is. No, one of them's Man United. Oh, Man City and Arsenal. Man City and Arsenal, yeah. They're terrible fixtures, yeah. So that move to Darwin, is this just the opportunity people have been looking for? And I think maybe it is. If you were to do it free and you had nothing else wrong with your team and you had that midfield five that everybody's been looking for, I kind of get the move. I, I feel like it's, you know, a good move to make. And we could have a leak before tomorrow, but obviously he's going down. There's a lot of players going up. There's a lot of price changes happening. I, th- I think if you didn't have to, wait till tomorrow. But I do get the move. I do get the move, if I'm being perfectly honest, especially moving to someone like Darwin, who's got Fulham at home, Sheffield United away, Crystal Palace away. Makes sense. Yeah, okay, so... Game week 18, that's the problem, right? Because Villa, as the ticker shows here, although they've got City and Arsenal 15-16, do face Sheffield United in 18. He is a prime captaincy candidate. If you get rid of Watkins, you've got to have Son, I would say, because otherwise, where's your captain going to go? Because Son Mm -hmm. plays Everton at home. If you don't have Son, then you're looking at what? Mm, I'm trying to look here. What? Palmer at Wolves? Or you're not going to have a Forest player, Newcastle player at Luton, maybe Trippier, maybe... Maybe Isaac if you if you've got Isaac or Golden if you've got Golden. So what do you do if what do you do ahead of eighteen if you do get rid of Watkins? Because I'm looking at it and and if I plan to get rid of him, I've got a plan to get him back. I think. What are you thinking about that? Well, the only other thing I guess is if you don't go for Darwin, you go for Alvarez, do you? And knowing that Alvarez has got the blank in eighteen, mm. and go from Alvarez to to Watkins again. But the, the, I mentioned this, so obviously. Everybody knows I do the member stream with with Seb before Mm. I come on here. And I was saying that my worry is that you might not have the transfers by the time you get to 18. So if you get rid of Watkins now. Okay. Well, you might not do. Mm. Look at at what's happened to me this week. I Mm. have the perfect plan. All of a sudden the player I brought in gets injured. But I don't know. I think think Watkins could easily be a, a, a fine hold as well. And obviously people are moving towards Darwin. It does feel like one of those things where... All of a sudden, this kind of hype train, you know, builds up. And by the end of the week, everybody's like, no, Darwin, you have to get him now. I I do get the move, but I also think if we find out Watkins is starting tomorrow, I think he's a fine hold. It's if Watkins isn't playing tomorrow and we get that leak that he isn't playing, what do we do then? Because, for instance, is he worth a minus four if, if we're getting that news? Yeah, I mean, Son's another player that people were looking at getting rid of, as Bobby Whitby says here. Um, I think the thing for me is there's no smoke without fire, right? And Villa have got three games in seven days in Bournemouth, City and Arsenal. Yeah. So they've got two very intense games after the Bournemouth game. Bournemouth away won't be easy. The conditions are cold. It's a muscular injury, we're led to believe. <sighs> I don't think he's going to play all three games. Do you? I mean, I just can't see it. If, he, if he's got a problem... And it's enough where they're still building up an element of doubt. And he wasn't on the bench the other night, so it wasn't a rest. You do wonder if, I mean, are they playing it up or are they playing it down? It's hard to say, but there's got to be something. And if there is something and he does start a Bournemouth, there's a chance, of course, he could pick up a problem and miss the City game or the Arsenal game, um, given the conditions are going to be very cold and almost going to be a testing environment, I imagine. I think I would sell if I had a free transfer. If it was for a hit, I don't think I would. But I think for a free transfer, I would sell, which is what I'm going to do. And I'm telling my plan, I'm going to get him back by selling Mbumo going into 18. 
and going right. Bumo to Gordon because Gordon has very good. He has Luton in game week eighteen and then Forest at home. And then you're and, getting Mbumo back for 20, are you? No, not going to get no. Mbumo back because I don't have a load of money tied up in Mbumo because I've only just got him. So I don't, I'm not, I haven't got that attachment to him that perhaps others have got who've had him for a very long time. I haven't got the same attachment to Watkins either because I've only got, I've only got 0.2 tied up in him as well. So for me, I think it's a bit easier to plan mm-hmm. getting rid and also using Mbumo and the drop down to Gordon to get him, get him back again for 18. Now, you're right, I might get there and not have the transfers to do it, but I think looking at my team, I've got enough in terms of my bench to get me to 18 with two transfers is my, is my point. Yeah, no, I get that. I, I mean, you're saying that obviously about Watkins not playing those three games. Is Darwin definitely going to be playing those three games? No, no, but no. the thing is... Gakpo will play one, do you think? Yeah, but the thing is, it's Fulham, Sheffield United and Palace, right? If he plays... 90, he won't play 90 in any of those games. I think he'll start Fulham. I think he might be on the bench for Sheffield United and I think he'll start Palace. I think that he will outscore Watkins with the minutes he gets, given that Watkins Mm -hmm. could miss one of the three and two of the three against City and Arsenal, who are the best two defences in the league. If we go to team data defence, we see that there it is over the season. 0.75 XG conceded on penalty per 90 for Arsenal, 0.84 XG conceded on penalty per 90 for City. Yes, Villa are strong at home, but if you're going to back any defences to keep Villa out, it would be those two. They're the best two. Yes. So I think that Darwin outscores him myself. Yeah. Does he outscore him enough to do a hit? That's the question, isn't it? Because the, the benefit for me is I can go Watkins to Darwin and then get Raya in for Ariola next week. So I have mm-hmm. Raya against Luton away. Um, instead of taking Ariola um, to where does Ariola go? He's got a tough fixture to Spurs away, right? So I, yeah. I don't see a clean sheet there. So it's not just getting Darwin; it's also having the money to double up on the Arsenal defence, which in the short term is not great because the fixtures aren't easy. They've got Luton in fifteen, but then it's Villa away, Brighton at home, Liverpool away. So it's not a great fixture run, but it's about locking in Raya um, for the duration because I think two Arsenal is what I'm going to want. Um, mm-hmm. Is it worth a hit? No, I don't think it is. What do you think? I think it depends on your bench. I think if you've got a bench, I mean, all of a sudden, I thought this was going to be happening next week when we've had, you know, three fixtures mm. in a week. This is happening before the actual run. So all those people that didn't have benches, I think it's a completely different dilemma if you if you say only have one good player on your bench or if you've only got... For instance, I'm looking at my bench this week and I'm seeing nothing but two points, really. But two points is two points. And if you're obviously taking a hit for somebody, when that sub player could have come in, it does change the kind of, you know, the the uh, value of the points that you're going to be getting for that hit. I don't think he's worth a hit personally this week. But if you can get him in for next week, I still think that's absolutely fine. It's just all about Watkins. Like you said, if he doesn't play this week and then he's got the two best defences in a row, it, it really looks tough to hold mm. him. If it's for free, I can completely understand it. But for, if it's for a hit, there's so little players I would get in for a hit. It's not like you're going to captain Darwin because you've got no. Salah there most probably. Mm. So, yeah, I don't think it's worth a hit, personally. Okay, next question. <laughs> Darwin or Isaac? Yeah. I what think it's think Darwin, personally. Do you? Yeah, I do. I, I do like Isaac, mind. And he's obviously, he's got the pens, which Nunes doesn't. But... Is Isak going to be playing out every game? 
I think he plays more than Nunes will. Yeah, I think over the next three, uh, United, Everton, Spurs for Isaac. Obviously, Darwin will have Fulham, Sheffield United, Palace. I think that Darwin will be benched for one of the three. Isaac will yeah. probably start all three, but he will have his minutes, I think, yeah. curtailed because I think they'll move Gordon to the central role the latter part of matches. Don't think he'll be benched because I don't think they've got the depth to do that or the in- with mm-hmm. the injuries they've got. But I prefer Darwin's fixtures, I think, because um, I know Newcastle go to Spurs, but we don't know what the Spurs team's going to look like by game week 16. I mean, maybe they'll still have problems, but um, I still think that Fulham-Sheffield United double up for Darwin, even if he only gets 120 minutes, that could be carnage, I think. Um, whereas I don't see Newcastle with the injuries they got blitzing goals against United or Everton away. Spurs away could be different. So yeah. I'm with you. I mean, the data here as well supports Darwin. Um, but you know, look at Isaac's goal involvement. 54% went on the pitch with Newcastle's goals. So if they do score goals over those three games, there's a good chance that Isaac's going to be involved. Equally for Darwin, 48% as well. But I think he'll probably get fewer minutes, is my take. But I'm with you on yeah. Darwin as well. Yeah, I mean, the, the pens do help Isak, I will say that. And it, it's it's just moving forward. I mean, it's the reason I got rid of Corden last week and that went well, is that I thought they would slow down a little bit over this period. Obviously, I didn't expect them to then score four and for Chelsea to get a, a red card as well. But I do think they'll slow down a little bit. And like you just said, I do think there are going to be times where Isak potentially goes off on 60-70 and maybe they play Gordon up top, whatever it is. And Wilson will be back at some point. But I, I do, if you if you gave me it in a vacuum right now, I think I'd be going Nunes and the fixtures are there. You know, the fixtures are there for Nunes to attack for the next three weeks. So, yeah, I, I think it'd be Nunes that would be like, the one I would be going for. A uh, few comments saying you don't think Darwin will miss... Um... Right, let's put the um, overlay underneath. You don't think uh, Darwin will miss Sheffield United? I don't think he'll miss it. I think he'll play. I think, like, with Jota out, I think Darwin will get minutes in every game. And Sheffield United away, if he comes on for the last 25 minutes, he could easily profit. I mean, we haven't seen it. We've, he's been frustrating. And so, you know, it, that's the thing with Darwin. You can own him, but that doesn't mean, necessarily mean returns, of course. Um, minutes per point 7.23 Isaac beats him 8.17 in, in fewer minutes as well so I think Isaac probably more dependable um, but if we look at the team data over the last six uh, Liverpool of course the mm. best attack XG non-penalty per 90 1.89 Newcastle 1.62 not a massive big gap over the last six if we look at it over the season is there a bigger gap or is it even smaller no it's even smaller so Perhaps we're overplaying the effectiveness of the Liverpool attack, but Newcastle have got those injuries. So I think we've got to presume that while the data's been good over the season and over the last six, they're they're perhaps in decline because of the amount of injuries they've got. And there'll be tiredness in their legs over the three matches, whereas Liverpool perhaps got a bit more depth to rotate around Darwin, I would say. Potentially. I mean, obviously Jota's out now. I think that kind of solidifies Diaz uh, as a bit of a pick now moving forward. Gakpo played at the uh, in midweek and did quite well, didn't he? Yeah. So I think he would be the one that replaces Nunes if if Nunes needs that rest or or needs that subbing at any point. And obviously Gakpo, like I said, did well in midweek. Uh, it's interesting there that obviously Nunes has those six assists, where Isak has zero. Yeah, but Isak obviously beats him on the on the goals and has the penalties as well. I think it's worth saying that Nunes obviously has those better players around him. I think Salah is there, and obviously he can get those assists with him too. I think that's a, quite a big thing there. 
I think they're both really good assets moving forward. And obviously, we're just going with which one would you pick? And it's just, I think Nunes would be the one I pick because underlying stats for him have always been incredibly good. And you just know over a three game period, we've been waiting for him to be nailed. We said this, didn't we, pre season? We've been waiting for him to be nailed. And this seems like a good period where he's going to be getting the minutes. So you might as well go for him. It's better than most, isn't it, with Jota out? I mean, I think the there's a chance that Gak, Gak, Gakpo can come out on the left as well. He can, he, I mean, Diaz may not get 90 minutes in all games. And we see, we've even seen Darwin play out wide as well. So mm-hmm. I think Diaz, Darwin, and Gakpo could share minutes in other positions as well. Um, yeah. I think Klopp has said today that there's going to be, you know, it's not so much rotation. It, it, it's more kind of like everyone's going to get minutes, um, which is my definition of rotation, but that's what Klopp said today. <laughs> um, but he's kind of saying, I, he also reiterated that there's a quote from him about, um, if we go back to the browser, I think there's a quote from him on Darwin, um, which I saw, was it on the site? Let's have a look if it's here. Um yeah, so Darwin is in a top moment and that didn't change. Super important to us. What he's saying there is even though Gakpo got the goals in um, in midweek, it doesn't change the fact that Darwin is um, in in a top moment, as Klopp would say. Um, I think he starts regardless of what Gakpo did in midweek. I think he could get a rest at Sheffield United in terms of not starting, but still come on the pitch. And he could come on the pitch when Liverpool are you know, registering the highest amount of XG in the match as well. Um, and we know Sheffield United are terrible, really poor, and their lack of depth is going to really test them over Christmas as well. Over that three-match run, they haven't got any depth. They've got a load of injuries as well anyway. That could be four, five, six goals for Liverpool, yeah, potentially in midweek. Um, yeah. So Darwin could still profit, couldn't he, with just 20 minutes? Yeah, and that's where... I know I said earlier about not taking a hit, but if Watkins is confirmed out, as in if we get any news that he is definitely out against Bournemouth and then he's got the two hardest defences coming up next, that minus four across those three game weeks, if you get Darwin, could easily be paid off. And it's just... (laughs) But but we're thinking about, obviously, the best case scenario, aren't we, over the three three game weeks? And Watkins isn't, isn't a slouch either. Like, obviously, he does well anyway. And two of those fixtures are at home and they do score goals at home. Mm. So it, it, it is, I would say it's a, a bit of a dilemma in terms of, you know, if you were to make the move. My my worry is obviously, like, like I said, I've, I, I use my two free transfers Sunday night. So I've done my two free transfers and I've still got Watkins and I've still got Eze. So oh, <laughs> really? Oh, cool. So, okay. Is. So let's, um, let's stay on Liverpool though for a minute because I want to talk about Bowen and Diaz. Yeah. Um, Bowen was the player you had Bowen previously did you and went mm-hmm. to Eze right okay no 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 uh, so I've moved Bowen out this week I okay. did Gordon to Eze didn't I right. didn't I Mark you did as I reminded Thank you, you midweek live on stream <laughs> I couldn't resist <laughs> uh, um, so Bowen if you're holding Bowen what's mm-hmm. your take on what we heard from Moyes today oh he didn't give us anything did he basically he said exactly the same as he said last week which was um He'll be assessed. We'll see what happens, which is not very helpful. I, if I still have Bowen now, I w- it, it, it depends who you have. But if you don't have Mbumo, if you don't have a Palmer, if you don't have even a Diaz, I would, I would just make the move. I, I would do it because you know these players you're going to want in this fixture run. Mm. You know those players you're moving to are nailed. You know they're fit at the moment and you know they're on penalties apart from Diaz. I would just make the move. I really would. Well, I, Bowen, I don't see the Bowen point. out. 
basically. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I don't get me wrong. If you had other you know moves in your team that you wanted to make first, whatever it is, but I I do think, especially in Bumo, if you don't have him, just just make the move. Mm, I'm going to show a table that we showed a midweek when we talked about where we were replacing Song because it applies to to Bowen as well. Yeah. Um, the players we got on show here: Bumo, Anthony Gordon, Doku, Sterling, Palmer, Gibbs, Wyatt, Kudus. I think a lot of these players are players that are going to enter into people's thoughts if if you're holding Bowen. And Bumo is absolute no brainer given the fixture, um, and I think he's a hold over the next two or three. Um, obviously, he has a blank in eighteen, so you have to think about whether you've got the depth to get through that and hold him. Whether you've got yeah. the bench to do that, but I think he's. A, and if you're only getting him, Bruno, it's like I say, you're not. You're not. You haven't got money tied up in him. You could sell him ahead of eighteen, and Gordon's a good buy in that window because they go. He goes to Luton in game week eighteen. So I think Bumo leaps out. Where would you go otherwise? If you add Bumo, where would you go out of these? Or maybe you would go to Diaz. What do you think about Diaz's potential? Oh, I love Diaz for these next couple of weeks, but I'm finding it. I would find it really, really hard to pick Diaz over a lot of these players that you've got would on the you? screen. And even then, the players on the screen that, that stick out for me, I mean, the one I would move to is Palmer. I, I would 100% move to Palmer because, as Flapjack always says on Scoutcast, it pens matter, and and yeah. they really do. And Palmer's obviously got had a lot of pens this year. I don't think Nkunku coming back is going to hurt him that much, unless Nkunku takes pens off him. Which will be interesting it. to see what happens. He scored four. It, it could, yeah, I, I it could happen things, though. Right? It, it, could. it could easily happen. It, I, I genuinely, if Nkunku came to that club being told that he was going to be on penalties, mm. I don't think he's going to get those taken away from you know a young English lad that got brought in. Don't get me wrong, for a lot of money as well. But I think Nkunku would trump him personally. But it's whether <laughs> Pochettino, <laughs> it's whether Pochettino will want to do that. I don't think Nkunku's going to be getting enough minutes to start with over this Christmas period to really make that a worry. So Palmer is the one I would move to personally. Mm. I think Sterling is nice, but he's not on the penalties. Obviously, no. Gibbs White is there, but he plays for Forrest. Sorry, Mark. Yeah. Um, no, no, I agree, I agree. And with a lot of these other players, like, for instance, Kudus as well, I feel like the run's kind of done. Like I feel like you're getting him in halfway through a run yeah. as opposed to the beginning of the run. So... Yeah, Palmer's easily the one I'd move to there. But like you said before, and Bumo is the it's just the no-brainer, especially with the fixture this week as well. Diaz is 15th in our table for XGI non-penalty per 90, 0.52. Kind of going under the radar a bit. Um, obviously, we've got Simicass. Uh, many of us have got Simicass. I mean, obviously, we've got Salah. Many of us have got Simicass as well. Is, is, going with Darwin, uh, is going with Diaz a problem because you think you never know when Darwin's going to be the one and you need to go to him and if you're holding free Liverpool already because Simicass is going to stick around I think Robertson's not going to be back for what six seven more game weeks so the thing that puts me off Diaz is I almost want the ability to go to Darwin because it's kind of like just nice to know that you can make that switch whereas you have free Liverpool and you can't get to him without making an extra transfer it kind of puts me off am I wrong or is there something in there no, 100%. And this is why people were were saying, do not go for Kelleher. Because mm. obviously, Alisson could be out. You could get three game weeks out of Kelleher. But he's not going to get you the amount of points that Darwin could potentially get you. Yeah. And I think Darwin, We've I go back to it again. We said this so many times at the beginning of the season. If there gets a time where Darwin looks nailed and he's got good fixtures, you kind of need to jump on it. Well, well, this is it. I kind of think, how perfect is it going to get, right? We've got, Watkins in our team, 
Watkins faces the best two defence after this week. He's yeah. flagged for this week. Darwin has no Jota to compete with and he has Fulham and Sheffield United away. Like those conditions, when you put that down and, and you look at it, you think, is it going to be a better situation than this all season to move to Darwin? I mean, if you moved and it didn't work out, if Darwin couldn't hit a barn door and Watkins goes and gets a couple of goals in those home fixtures, you could still look back and go, it was still logical. It was still staring you in the face. You wouldn't beat yourself up, I don't think. What do you yeah, think? I, I, uh, yeah, I, if it's for free, that's the thing. If it's right. for free, I think I think that just makes an awful lot of sense. It's when you're doing things for a hit. That's that's obviously when it makes the difference. It, I haven't obviously seen your team yet, but I would imagine that if you're already thinking that, there's no other real fires in your team, and I completely get that move. Mm. And we've all seen this year how lucky you've been. So if you're getting Darwin in, then we know that it's going to go well, don't we? Well, that's the thing, right? Because I, I look at all these these managers who moved off Haaland and they were a crucial component of that. And I want to ask you what Seb's doing in a minute. Crucial component of that was Darwin, <laughs> because I think if the Haaland gamble was going to pay off, Darwin was going to be a key factor. And I don't think up until now he has. So I look at it now and think it would just be FBL if... Now that managers who have Watkins and Haaland are shedding Watkins and going to Darwin, it'll be now he actually fires. That yeah. would be just like FBL, wouldn't it? So I kind of wonder if that's going to be the case. What is Seb doing? What is Seb doing with, with Watkins, by the way? Because it must be difficult if you haven't got Haaland and you've got Watkins and Darwin already. Yeah, he's most probably going to Alvarez by the sounds of it. Right. So he's going to get Alvarez in so he can kind of uh, counterbalance not only Haaland a little bit, I think. He quite likes the idea of that. Right, that makes uh, sense. He, he looked at Solanke a little bit from what he's saying, but he didn't really fancy that either. Uh, so Alvarez is the most likely one, or Isak. Yeah, yeah, it kind of yeah. it kind of makes sense. I don't know if I want to take Isak and Darwin into this period with the minutes. I think Alvarez is a preferred option there if I was in that situation because I think Alvarez's minutes is, are safe. What is concerning about Alvarez is um, his drop off recently. If we look at yeah. if we look at forwards over the last six. Um, he's down in 12, 0.47 XGI on penalty per 90. Not so bad, you think, data-wise, but one goal, one assist in six starts. That's the worry, right? He, well, he's literally done what we knew would happen, is that obviously he was overperforming for quite a while, and now he's just gone back to kind of the mean, really, hasn't he? And he's just been played so much as well. I know he, he missed has. it midweek, but he's been played so much, and... I think he is just kind of reverting back to being a good asset, not the real overperforming asset that he was before. I think everybody will own him for game week 20 for the double game week because having Haaland and Alvarez just makes an awful lot of sense. But this is where I think, oh, by the way, I think the uh, they can't see the chat comment. There you go. Uh, is uh, I think Isak and, and Darwin are, are clear of Alvarez if, you're, if you don't own any of those assets at the mm. moment. Delia saying, I sold Alvarez, so of course the gods of FPL will punish me and he will brace now. That's, you know, that's my comment about Darwin as well. It will just be cruel for people who didn't go Haaland, were relying on Darwin. And now that, you know, a lot of managers will turn to Darwin to replace Watkins, it'll be this period that he chooses to burst into points. And the fixtures certainly suggest he could. So, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I think, you know, when you factor in the money can get me Raya as well, which is something that... I've been wanting to get to. And then I've got a plan for 18 in terms of selling Mbrumo and moving down to Gordon, which I should be able to manage because Mbrumo is going to go up in price tomorrow and 
I think that will give me enough money. I think it'll give me 1.1 million, which should be more than enough to get back to Watkins from Darwin. Because I imagine Darwin's going to increase in price tomorrow. And Watkins, you said, is on the verge of a drop. I don't think he's going to drop tonight, but he's going to drop tomorrow is the way it looks. So it's it's just too perfect, I think. Um, I mean... It can it can't go wrong because the last time we saw everybody clamour for Darwin, he got sent off. So I'm sure do you remember that? Fine. Yeah, I do. Yeah, head well, I think that's the point, though. If it does go wrong, um, you can you can still look back and think, well, the logic was there because of the fixtures yeah. and the flag on Watkins. Yeah. I just wasn't expecting the flag. I expected Emery today to go. Yeah, he's okay. He's back with us. But yeah, yeah very strange. Not not seen. I didn't foresee that at all. Uh, right, should we look at our teams and then we'll take a few questions? Uh, go let's for go it. and have, bring your team up then, Andy. Um, so this is what you've got at the moment. So you've made your two free transfers. Do you want to talk through it for the podcast? Yes, no problem. So I've got Ariola in goal. I've got Saliba, Simakas and Taylor at the back. That all f- f- seems fine, to be fair. They're all playing at home as well. Taylor, mm. at home to Sheffield United. If he's ever going to get a clean sheet, it's going to be this week. Uh, Saka and Bumo, Salah, Son and Eze in midfield at the moment. And then Watkins and Harlan captain. I've got Mitchell, Maguire and Archer on the bench. So I do have a playing bench, although Archer might be McBurney this week because there's a lot of talk about him potentially dropping back to the bench. So Mitchell and Maguire would be my bench if that happened. Now, I did Saliba and Mbumo in for Cash and Bowen on Sunday night because if I didn't do those moves, I wouldn't have been able to do it on Monday, basically. And... There's not a lot else I would have been able to change in order to get an Arsenal defender in, which I knew I wanted, and Mbumo in, who I knew I wanted as well. My plan was always to have Eze, obviously, available for these two weeks and move him to Palmer. This was a plan I had organised for the last two, three weeks. And it's basically, I've been looking at it quite a lot recently and thinking, oh, this Eze move, it's really messed me up. The only thing it's messed up is I don't have Gordon this week. That's literally the only mm. thing that's messed up because I obviously mm. have Eze, so I've got to play Mitchell or Maguire. I'm going to play Eze and see what happens. I know he's not going to play, but Mitchell or Maguire will come in. It's just that I don't have Gordon. The rest of it, I've still got Saliba and Mbumo, who I wanted. And if I would have waited past Sunday, I'd have had to get Gabriel or Zinchenko, which I would not have wanted to do. I wanted Saliba for this run of lots of fixtures over this short space of time. So, yeah. If I'm looking to get Eze out for, say, a Palmer, it would take a minus four. If I'm looking at getting a Watkins out, it would be a minus four for Darwin. That's who I would get in. So I don't think it's that bad. I feel that it's not helped me with the Eze injury. And that was a that bit was, unlucky. That was cruel. Cool. I mean, honest. not more than a yeah. bit unlucky. I'll give you that. It was very unlucky. Yeah. yeah. So, and like I said, I wanted Eze for these three weeks. I'll get Palmer next week more than probably because I can't keep going with, with not having those five midfielders like I want to. So, yeah, the core of the team's absolutely fine. Harlan captain is locked in for me. I'm not going to change that now. I think against that Spurs defence, I'm expecting Harlan to do well. I expect Salah to do well as well, but I think Harlan's a captaincy choice this week. So, yeah, is what it is. It could have been a lot better if Eze was fit, but there you go. So are you, you're not going to do Eze de Palma for a hit then? I don't think so, no. I think uh, I would. I think I would. But <sighs> the reason why I say that is Palma for me is a long-term pick. Yeah. Um, you want him for the Chelsea run. He's only going up in price. I think if Palmer does anything against Brighton, his price could go up before the deadline again. Or before midweek. He could. I mean, before if he Tuesday. Gets, yeah, if he gets a goal, and when are they playing? Are they playing Saturday night? Let's see when they're playing. I think they are Saturday, aren't they? 
I mean, I know with the game weeks um, being midweek, there's less interval between mm-hmm. between deadlines. Um, so Chelsea, oh, okay, they're playing Sunday. That might mean that he w- won't go up by Tuesday. There is a chance, but if he gets a return, just because he's high value, and those those players are the ones that catch the eye, you know, of, of yeah. the, the the masses. Because he will, I mean, when are you going to move to Palmer? Then you're going to do it in midweek before Tuesday, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. so it's only okay. Yeah, okay, so it should be fine. So you can go to Palmer straight away, even if he if he if he looks like he's going to go up Sunday night, you can move to him anyway. Yeah, I suppose I wouldn't do it. I suppose I wouldn't do it. So you're hoping for something out of Mitchell or Maguire. You wouldn't start Archer because you've got Taylor, basically. Yeah, and because I, I'm not convinced Archer even starts a game, to be perfectly mm. honest. And, yeah. I, and I think Taylor is is the one there. I I mean, when I've needed Mitchell, he's come up trumps. So you never know. Maybe No, he's more than come up trumps for you. My God, <laughs> exactly. second career goal. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, and West Ham, you know, if Bowen doesn't play... Their goal threat is is severely reduced. They they won at Burnley, but they were fortunate yeah. to win at Burnley. From what you know, kudos magic really unlocked the Burnley defence, and they got and late Suchek goals. Suchek keeps scoring late. He yeah. does. Ever since I tipped him for us, and has turned his nose up, um, <laughs> he's not stopped scoring. But I think that um, yeah, I think you 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 start Mitchell, don't you? I don't think Maguire's yeah. going to get much at Newcastle, so it's Mitchell's the one. And, and you're right when you've turned to him before, he's come at Trump. So why not? Yeah, I mean, obviously that's not a, a science there that he's done it before me before. But no, of course I, I, I could easily take a minus four and do Watkins to Darwin, or I could easily take a minus four and do Eze de Palma. I just think with the fact that Mitchell and Maguire are going to play and probably get me two points, one point, it, it doesn't feel as as definite as a hit as, for instance, if I didn't have a play in bench uh, or I had yeah. players that, you know, were minutes risk and things like that. So... Yeah, it's it's not the ideal this week. And it's a shame because I fancied attacking this week, hence why I kept my two free transfers. But with the Eze move, it's just how it's happened. It's just cruel luck, really, I think, on the Eze. Yeah. As I said, you know, getting that injury after 49 I think he would have got a return at Luton. Um, yeah. And, you know, to come back from injury and then be struck down with a another four-week absence, which we, or four-game week absence, which we think it will be. Um, he, so he's not red flagged then. So he's not completely ruled out by Palace. No, he's he's on twenty five percent at the right. moment, which is why he's in the team. I mean, he's I know he's not going to play. Yeah. I know he's not going to yeah. play, but obviously he's just in there at the moment. I think what you know, your team is um, uh, testing me to you know, having an active bench because you've got yeah. three players you can turn to, um, and none of them are awful options. They could easily, you know, all, well, I think two of the three could return this week. I'm not sure about Maguire, but certainly Archer and Mitchell. So, and obviously you've got Taylor playing. So I think you've got good options there I think you're doing the right thing and you go to Palmer Sunday if you need to to catch the rise yeah and yeah. the core is absolutely fine you know Saliba Simakas Saka and Bumo Salah Son Harland like I, they can easily get me enough points to get me to the safety score that's yeah, that's yeah. what I'm hoping yeah alright let's look at my team um, so at the moment I'm going in the flags aren't on because I took this shot earlier in the week I always do that I always try and keep the flags off yeah you know, I see you psychological yeah. Uh, Ariola, Simicash, Chippia, Gabriel, Saka and Bumo was one of my two free transfers was Derby to Mbumo. Salah, Son, Palmer, Harlan, Captain, Watkins. I've got one free transfer left. As I say, eight noise on my bench um, is a problem. But the news from Wolves today was that he could be back yeah. within the week. So that could be very lucky if he comes back for the Burnley game in his week. So I'm going to hold him thinking, well, you never know. I'm going to start him. He's not going to. I don't think he'll be on the bench. He'll either start or he'll, he'll, he won't be there. And I've got the cells to back me up in midweek anyway. 
I think Newcastle or Everton. So yeah. I don't need to sell eight Norrie as a priority. I can hold him. Had he been red flag, I, that might have been more of a worry. So Watkins to Darwin, giving myself the money to do Ariola to to Raya next week, exact money. So I've got to make sure I don't miss any rises. I think that's what I've got to do because it's it's yeah. two benefits. I get the Arsenal double up in defence going forward, and I get Darwin over a flagged Watkins when Watkins has got those tough fixtures. So I, even if it blows up in my face, which it could, I think I look at it, look back, and think I did I did what was logically correct. I d- I- I think you'd be really unlucky for it to blow up in your face. I don't see Darwin missing too many over those those next couple of weeks. And even if he does, like you said, he'll come on for the last 30 minutes potentially. Mm. And we've seen what he can do when he comes on the last 30 minutes. Uh, and if Watkins misses this game and he's got the two hardest fixtures next, I, I think it's a good move, especially the fact that it facilitates Raya in goal as well. Yeah, I think that kind of adds a little cherry on the cake that means it's a really good move. Yep. No, I'm going to do that. Let's answer a few questions that are in the chat. Um, one that came up there from J.D. Cochran, Son or Saka this week. I know people are looking at this. People who are holding Son going to City who don't have Saka are considering the switch. Where do you stand on that, Andy? Somebody asked me this the other day, actually, and said, in a, in a vacuum, who do you prefer moving forward, Son or Saka? And, and I favoured Saka. I think Ars- I trust Arsenal more as a team moving forward because Spurs are just so ravaged at the moment. I think fixtures are definitely with Saka as well. Mm. Saka's data does worry me I think they are kind of prioritising the defence over the attack a little bit at the moment and Saka seems to be getting the odd assist return but his XGI is incredibly low but I I do just prefer Saka I think if you already had Son would you make that move to Saka? I don't think I would Yeah, but Mm. if I had to choose between the two of them it would be Saka at the moment I totally agree with you I think um, I... I'm fortunate enough to have them both, and if, but if I didn't have Saka, I think look at the looking at the fixtures: three in the next four at home. Um, in fact, four of the next six at home after they go to City. For me, if you don't have Sun in that run, you could really regret that. I don't see Spurs' attack and output dropping to disastrous levels. It has dropped, and it probably will mm-hmm. stay at that level until they start getting players back. But I think they can still score goals against West Ham. Maybe not Newcastle, but at Forest, at home to Everton, at Brighton and at home to Bournemouth. So five of the next six after the City game, I would say Son will be a worry for if you don't have him. Saka, his data isn't good, but he finds a way and he's what second or third highest scoring midfielder. So ideally you have both, but I don't know if I would prioritise Saka over Son given the fixtures. You know, Saka goes to Luton away, which isn't, although it's on paper an easy fixture, at Kenilworth Road there can be tough to break down as Liverpool found out and Liverpool the best attack. Villa away is going to be tough. Brighton at home, okay, but then Liverpool away. So they've got they've got three away games in four compared to Son's three home games in four. And for me, that's why with penalties with Son, I know Saka has as well. I think I would I would hold Son. Unless the yeah. money difference means you can do more. Um, that's obviously another factor. Yeah. No, I do agree. And obviously... We've got to keep in the back of our heads as well. It's a little way off yet, but but Son and Salah are obviously going to be gone to their respective tournaments as well after... Uh, it's kind of in the middle of slash at the end of 20, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, we, that's going to be all changed for all of them. With Salah and Son out of mm. the way, um, that is going oh, to shake gonna things be, up. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> um, Tom Stevenson, uh, the esteemed Tom Stevenson, um, FBL Hall of Fame um, manager, of course. Watkins at 91% to drop tonight now. So he is dropping. 
that's another fact. I mean, for me, then there's no, it's, yeah, he's got to go. Um, You're going to be up at one o'clock. I might now. I'm going to make the transfer in a minute. I'll make it live on stream. I'll do it in a minute. I don't. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything that's going to turn up in leaks tomorrow morning. It's going to change my mind, quite frankly. So, um, um, I saw a tweet for. Uh, I saw a comment from Nigel the Crab saying that um, ain't always out till February. He's not because Gary O'Neill said today that he mm. we're, we're hoping he comes back in the week. So we thought that there was lots of information about Ain't Noi being out for long term, but it does seem like um, that isn't going to be the case. Should just mention um, our members since uh, Wednesday's stream, we've got a whole slew of more members. Thank you very much for your support. Miles Edsa joined during that stream on Wednesday. Then Henriette joined as apprentice tier. We had Alex Holland, uh, 89 Kemal, Ron Waffles, brilliant name, Jefferson Turner, Social Hermits, Chimpy666 and LVR Word join the Godfather tier. They filled up the WhatsApp now. All 50 places are gone, but the Discord server is still available for a perk. We will be doing a lot more over Christmas on the Discord server. We'll be doing some members-only kind of stuff with... Um, that sounds a bit dodgy, doesn't it? Members-only stuff um, Hello. on the Discord. Like some, some, well, it's got some nice stuff we're going to do. What, so. was the, what was the tweet you sent out earlier? What? Don't what fight it. No, was it? It's cold it's outside. It's cold outside. Don't, Don't fight, fight it. it. What's wrong with that? It's <laughs> so creepy. Why? Oh, dear. You just, you just look for the innuendo in everything I say these days. I do. You? In your endo, yeah. Yeah. God, dearie yeah. me. Uh, there's the chat. Um, the king is doubting the prize rise there. Uh, Andy in tassels for the special tears, please. Uh, what's that about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means. Uh, Nigel the Crab saying we've got a lot. We've, we're doing live member events already, Mark. They certainly are. But as and I will be joining over the Christmas period. We'll be sneaking away from the family dues to join the members on the Discord. And we'll be doing lots more of these streams as well. I don't know how we're going to get late tackling. The plan at the moment, uh, Andy, is we're going to do Black Box on Monday. And I was thinking perhaps a late tackle during the week, if we can. So uh, we'll, we'll try and get two shows out next week. They might not be two black boxes. There might be a late tackle in there as well. Mark, why are you bench boosting? Don't don't try that on me. I am going to check now. But that that's always going to be a thing, isn't it? I mean, as he's never going to live that down. Nope. nope. It's just always, no, it's always going to be a thing. Uh, right, we'll answer a few questions. Um, Felix Hop saying, on wildcards, Sacco over Son then. What do you think to that, Andy? I'd want both. I, I think on mm. wildcard you can get both. So I, I would definitely want both personally. That that midfield of Sakason, uh, was it Mbumo, Palmer, and there's one I'm missing. I can't remember who it is now. Is is just the perfect midfield, isn't it? Yeah, I I think at the moment it's. Um, oh, shall I bring up my team for the perfect midfield? Is that what you're asking me to do? Oh my <laughs> God, <laughs> no, joking. Um, oh. you, when you say perfect, you mean template, right? If you call it template, it doesn't feel as uh, formidable. I feel does so it? nauseous. All the <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't remember who this, who's the other player. I'm not thinking oh, of. Oh, I'm going to have to do it, aren't I? I'm Palmer gonna have to and do Bumo. It. That's it. Isn't there it, it is. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that's Saka the and Bumo, yeah. Salasson, Palmer. Yeah. Yeah, that's the template. If you can get to that, that's that is that is that is Tommy template over here. There he is. <laughs> Rather than the perfect midfield, it's the template exactly, midfield. Yeah. That, it is that feels a lot it. better, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. And Greg Foss is saying Saka and Son at the expense of Trippier. Yes, I think so. Trippier's not. I mean, I like having him, and he's delivered one point as the last couple of weeks. For me, he's a big differential, but I don't think he's essential, especially with Lascelles and Livermento about. If you want to cover yeah. the new guy, Livermento's. Yeah, 
playing superbly. If you look down your mini league, it's only the negligent managers that still have Trippier. <laughs> the boomers. I guarantee basically. you. I get yeah, the boomers exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, what is what's this? Alexander Harry Hansen saying check FBL Focal's tweets before you drop Watkins. Andy, go and have a look. What's he said? No, he's he's saying that he might have a leak uh, before deadline. So he's got a mate that's uh, was going to be able to watch some train or something. I think it is. So he might know. A mate, hold plays. on, hold the phone. What <laughs> he's got a mate who might be able to watch them train. What's he doing to Bielsa? Is he like, like... something like? Yeah, I hope so. Uh, yeah, something like that. So he thinks he might be able to find out beforehand. Right. Yeah. I don't think that changes anything for me. I mean, even if I thought Watkins was going to start a Bournemouth. The fact that he enables Raya and the, and the fixtures in Darwin's favour. The only thing that would change my mind if I knew Darwin wasn't going to start against Fulham, but I don't think we're going to have that. So maybe no. I uh, maybe I do wait till the morning now, just in case Oscar turns up with a Liverpool league as well. You just never know. This is it. Like, it's never going to be the same again, is it? Because of this no. season and the leagues. We said before, yeah. it's changed the game completely. Because no one, if you've got to Friday, you're going to hold till Saturday deadline, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, definitely. Um, so unless you've made your transfers early. Unless then... <laughs> it's exact cash. Unless so, it's exact cash. Like I moved Gordon to Eze, obviously, didn't I? Yeah, I don't blame you. I would have done exactly the same because... Because it was... I, I, it, it, Eze went up point one as well on the Saturday morning. So right. I couldn't have done that move. But uh, yeah, yeah. I think the only thing... about it anymore. The only <laughs> thing you said about I, I wanted Saliba and not Gabriel, I think, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have if the gap between Saliba and Gabriel was that big where I would have risked it, I probably would have done. I probably would have done, but it's a good was, safety net. The, I mean, I think even now I would be sweating on whether I could go to Gabriel because the price changes have been ridiculous this week. Like there have been point two, especially with overnight one tonight. Mm. I think cash has gone down, Bowen's going down and Boomer's gone up and he might've gone up twice by tomorrow and Saliba might've gone up as well. I think he's gone up already. There, there was a hefty changes, so yeah, it's um, is what it is. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. I, I think like I was thinking today because we've got the deadlines in quick succession. We got obviously tomorrow the midweek one, Tuesday, and then another mm. one. Uh, I guess Saturday. There's always there a Friday game. No, it's a Saturday, isn't it? I, I was thinking, well, the prices are going to be they're going to be less volatile over that period, right? We're going to have less players, a fewer players going up in price. I still think the players who do well in game week fourteen will probably go up before the deadline on Tuesday. If someone yeah. goes and gets a hat-trick or a couple of goals, they'll probably still go up, particularly if they're a value player. Like if Solanke blows up or something, he'll, he'll, you know, they'll yeah. go up in price. So I've, I don't think it's going to help us that much in hindsight, looking back, because you're right, the market's still quite aggressive and quite volatile. Mm. So you've got yeah, to be it on it. Yeah, yeah, it's the most aggressive it's been at this point of the time, I think. I think this is the most engaged people have been for quite a while. The Evening Standard reckons Bowen will start how many out there? I'd love to know this. Do you ever look in the papers on a Saturday morning or do you look at the websites from the papers on a Friday night and put any stock in what they say? Do you do you think, oh, maybe a journalist out there knows some inside track? I cannot remember the last time I read a paper. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I used genuinely to. Cut. I used to. And this is reminiscing, but back in the day when I did the pre-match preamble on Scout, when I, that started out as the idea being that on a Saturday morning I'd get all the newspapers and I'd go through the team news and they'd yeah. write about what the papers thought the teams would be, right? And I thought, well, yeah, that's a good idea. But nowadays, if I did that, I don't know how relevant it'd be. I don't think anyone would take no. any notice. The, the, the best one I see is, gone to rigor, is um, Neil. 
Neil is very good. Like he, when he puts his um, expected lineups up, mm. they they are usually really really good. Like yeah. and that's a good place to look as well. So that that's the place I would take most stock personally. Greg Foss says, remember the Telefast squad sheets? Yes, they were amazing. And the Guardian was pretty good as well for a while. So there were some good sources out there. But I think, you know, obviously Scout was one of the, well, probably the first to do kind of predicted lineups for fancy football. But yeah. now there are so many out there. I think the fancy football sites are probably the best team news there is around. I think yeah. we're so in tune, aren't we, with what the managers say and the options that they've got and the patterns of selection that I think fancy football community is probably the best source if you want your team news. I mean, jump the wave. Emma has proved it with the research that she does mm-hmm. that Luke used to get involved in. You know, there's there's that side of things as well. It's just absolutely superb. That was a super chat and I missed it. Let's have a look. Yeah, there's, um, there's two. Right. Kenneth, first of all, did Bowen to Saka rather than Luis to Mbumo? Um, did he lose? Oh, okay. If Mbumo goes wild... Um, and then still a win, B&B's boy. 50 years of Brentford. Okay, so it's not a question. Thanks, Kenneth. They're the kind of super chats we like. <laughs> thank you for the thank you for the support, Kenneth. And as a Brentford fan, yeah, you should get the win, shouldn't you? Um, uh, Ivor Orn Haldorson. Hey, guys, nice. five best defenders to own right now. Hold on, Ivor. Let me just bring up my team. And oh no, my I'm not going to do that. <laughs> okay, come on in. Five best have defenders ever, to own. Have you ever had anybody leave your stream? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not to. Yeah, of course. I've got uh, to watch myself. Five on. best defenders to own yeah, right now. Yeah, go on. Uh, you would say, got to be an Arsenal defender, and I think Saliba. Yeah, Saliba. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I would say Saliba. I'd say Simicass is still absolutely yes. fine to own. I think he yes. is up there. Um I mean, you've got to have Mitchell. No, <laughs> I think um, you've got to have a Newcastle defender, haven't you? Do you? I think I think so. I think I mean, for Price, maybe like Lascelles yeah, would be fine. Look at look at the fixtures they've got coming up: Newcastle, Fulham, Luton, Forest. I mean, that I don't. Run 17, I don't have 18, a Newcastle defender. Oh, okay, I, I think I think I'd want because Lascelles and Livermento are so cheap. I think the value there, particularly for that run, 17, 18, 19, I think there's three clean sheets there for Newcastle. I would have, I would have probably Livermento over Lascelles. Would you? I don't know. One of the two. Mm. Not much in it. So Saliba. Who have we got there? Saliba. Who I think say? outside of Saliba and Simicass, I don't Livermento. think anybody else is essential. I, I kind of get the Newcastle. No, but he, he wants to know the best ones. Not, not necessarily essential. So let's let's give him five. I think. Reese James is Ooh, going to be coming into a, say a lot of teams. I was going to say a Chelsea. I think he will come in and people hate him, but I mm. think he will start coming into a lot of teams. People will say Poro and a lot of people in the mm. chat are saying Poro. Yeah, I get it, but they don't have a defence at the no. moment. And I, I, if, they're, if they have Romero and Van Der Veen in there, then yes, I think Poro would be a really good shot. Well, the other there. thing is Gusto got an injury now. Right? So Gusto's yeah. out quite long term, I believe, from what mm. I heard today. So I think that changes things because my hesitation on Reese James was they always had a good deputy and they're not going to flog him with Gusto there. But that changes now. So I think you're right. I So I think Saliba, Simicass, Livermento. Let's say Livermento. Reese James. Yeah. And then one more. And then it's Charlie Taylor because he plays every game <laughs> and he's 3.9 million. Is it Charlie Taylor? Let me go. But maybe Poro if you can get to him. I do like Poro <laughs> for the upside. but Bit of a price frankly, difference. Yeah, bit of a price difference. I, I mean, is there another bargain there? Let's go see. I mean, cash, not anymore, I don't think because I do think that Villa's fixtures in the short term are enough to put you off cash. You, we might end yeah. up going back there, though. I mean, if you, I, I would say it's Gabriel. I would say you double on Arsenal defence myself. Or 
the other thing I would do is get a Brentford defender ready right. for the Pinnock. double. Yeah. 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 And Pinnock's yeah, 39th yeah. on it. It's not too yeah. bad. You're probably right. That's what, uh, there we go then. Saliba, Simicas, Livermento, Reese James and Pinnock. There's your five. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Thank you very much for your support there, Ivan. Probably not Reese James Ivan. this week though. No, not this week. Definitely no. not. Although he won't get minus points. So. No, he won't. And he won't get sent off because he's already yeah. done that. So that's all good. Um, right. Um, we've done, well, how long have we done there? We've done 53 minutes. I think that's a good shift. That's um, nice. Short and sweet. I don't think there's too many more questions in. No more super chats to get. Nothing more than to wish you luck uh, for the game week then, Andy. Um, you've had the bad luck, I think, with Eze. So I think you'll be all right this day. You deserve a bit of a break this week, I think. Oh, we'll see. I don't think it's coming. I, I, I Like I said, if I can get a slight green or a grey arrow this week, I think it'd be okay. I, I I think it's messed me up a little bit with all these injuries, but we'll see. I mean, never know. Maybe I'll take a minus four for Darwin. We'll see, but I don't think I will. One more question before we go. Uh, Chris Horton saying he didn't super chat. Well, he did super chats apparently, but didn't ask the question. Have a front three okay. of Darwin, Harland, and Watkins. If I take Watkins out for Isaac, is it okay if that locks me into the free hit in 18 to get Watkins back for Sheffield United? Why do you need to free hit to get him back? I would say. I would say try and look for an opportunity to get him back without the free hit. What do you think about free hit 18? We haven't really discussed it on Black Box yet. Is there any talk of that on the scout car, Sandy? We're talking about. Uh, so literally on Monday we're going mm. to be going through scenarios so what scenarios you've got going forward so if you've mm. still got wild card best time to use it if you've got if you want a free hit in 18 how best to use it I'm seeing a few people talking about free hit in 18 I don't mm. hate it but I've never been a fan of using a free hit in a blank game week just because I feel like the upside is with the double game weeks obviously I think there are definitely merits in terms of being able to load up on those city assets in, seven, in 16 and 17 because the fixtures are nice and then being able to have potentially triple City going into um, yeah. 19 I think I think is absolutely fine mm. I don't really feel it for the Brentford assets potentially but then they do have Sheffield United away in 16 and Villa at home so is it, they, it, they do have fixtures around that as well yeah so is it for you then the free hit in 18 the main appeal of it is dead ending into oh effectively dead ending in with uh, the City players that but so I you've also got them for the, the double right in 19 that but I also love the fact Liverpool and Arsenal are playing each other in 18. Yeah. So you would, I would, looking at it from my point of view, you would avoid Liverpool and Arsenal in 18 and you would free hit, you know, all those players. For instance, you'd get triple Forest, maybe. Uh, you get, you know, you get those players that nobody else owns. You get triple Spurs and just try and attack, you know, what Son, Brennan Johnson and someone else, maybe. But yeah, and Villa, you get triple Villa. So you'd have an awful lot of players that other people don't have. And I do like that in a free hit. I'm not doing it myself, but I do genuinely see the merits of doing a free hit in 18. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, that Liverpool-Arsenal game, that on paper looks like a problem, but it's just so difficult to know how that's going to go, isn't it? I mean, any game yeah. between those two previously, we've seen goals in that fixture, um, but it could easily be a dead rubber as well. You, so you're not, you're not counting them. Yeah, you would free Knowing hit away that- from it, wouldn't you? Yeah, knowing that other people have got four assets, and if yeah. that game is a dead rubber one-all obscure goal scorers you've hopefully going to get some you know with your triple Villa triple Spurs whatever it is triple Fulham uh, you'd hope that you maybe do quite well out of it but yeah we'll see it's, like we... I said it's not something I do but no no, nor, nor me but I hope we do see some free hits because it does add to the appeal you know the variety mm. we get over the over this period so yeah so this is the first stream of many over the next month it's a very exciting time for FBL and I'm really glad of that because that the international breaks were 
they did drag on. We haven't got another international break till March, so it's just yeah. all the way through now, non-stop FBL, non-stop black box and late tackles as well. And Andy, of course, on the scout cast and wherever he can lay his hat, that's his home at the moment. So <laughs> all good. Um, uh, hopefully you'll get over your cold. Um, I'm going to have an yeah, incredible you. trek to Nottingham tomorrow. Train strike, so I've got to get National Express there and back. Um, but I'm going to get there. I was determined because it's FBL Raptors event in Nottingham. So if you're going to that, I'll see you there after the Everton Forest game. I'll be able to watch the Newcastle United game, hopefully, at that event. And um, it's my birthday on Sunday. So I'll be travelling back on National Express in the cold oh. on my birthday. But there'll be a roast dinner waiting for me when I get home, apparently. Oh, so that'll be 30 good. years young. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. We'll leave it there. <laughs> it's a good night for me. And it's a good night from me. Thank you. See you, everyone. Sports Social Podcast Network.